the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. and sitting with me in the studio for the next, um, gosh, hour. Jeremy, 12-level master. He's he's handled 12. And I guess you just got an award here. I did. And tell me about it. So uh, I got the ASC Technician of the Year, which is a national uh, award they give out. And um, to be honest, it's pretty pretty big shock to me but they said uh based on the uh, highest test scores in the nation i was uh of course they asked bob and ellen if i was worthy of the uh, technician of the year before they gave it to they me. didn't ask bob and ellen the right question <laughs> how many questions did you answer for him <laughs> that's the right question so you have 12 tests you've passed right and a master's just got eight sometimes an l1 and l2 but right. the master has eight and and i don't have anybody of your level either um, we've got some masters, and I am. You know, they had a deal where after 25 years, you got to retire, and you were called an ASE Master Emeritus. Oh. But that's gone. Oh. I have a plaque downstairs that says that, but that's now gone off the website. So I'm not quite sure what happened to that. But in Scottsdale, coming up quick, when is it? You're, there's going to be a big band. Uh, November, I believe it's. 12th 11, or 13th? 11th and 12th, <laughs> okay. I think. So, folks, the, the bottom line is is ASE is the Automotive Service Excellence Group. They certify technicians' capabilities, and they test us. And so we have to pass tests in order to get patched. And a master's got a – Jeremy's in a, a, a class all of his own because you've taken everything. Did you do paint and body? I don't do paint and okay, body. Okay, it's all mechanical. Right. It's all mechanical. So that's kind of an important consideration. Bob, um, are you going to take credit for teaching him everything he knows? I'm hoping he I, he knows everything I know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. D- does he does he know how to make Ellen happy <laughs> when he makes her mad? I'm going to be honest. He's probably the only one that doesn't make me mad. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, okay, that's fair enough. Okay, let me tell you about Thompson's Auto Repair. Brian and Thelma come from two families that have been around Mesa for a lot of time, a lot of years. The Thompsons and the Vivians. Those two guys go back to the 1960s, and actually, I worked for two of them when I was a kid. So Brian and Thelma have been around a long time. They have ASC certified technicians. They're on Main, just east of Stapley. They've been around a long time. They have towing services, and they do the full gamut of car repair. So if you live in Mesa, it's the only shop in Mesa that I refer people to, and that's Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing, located on Main Street, just east of Stapley. Let's go to the phones, and let's pull up. uh, Let me get my paper. Mike, how can I help you, Mike? Good morning. Thanks for for taking my call. I'd like to get everybody's i their their thoughts on that Nissan trans transmission. I think it's a CVT. I'm looking at a small SUV, 
And I like the Rogue better because it's just a little bit bigger, but they had that tra- transmission in there. Okay, and Bob. everybody's all over it. Okay, I can tell you right now, fifty. Per- it's going to be a fifty percent vote in the work in the uh, in the in the industry. But tell me, Bob, would you buy something with a CVT? I personally would not buy a CVT. Okay, and uh, Jeremy. Well, I mean, it, you got a. It's a you- yes or no, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, if it's a yes or no, I'd probably say no. Okay, and, and the reason I took that away from you is is because your head is going, well, can I fix that? <laughs> and if I can fix that and it's going to be easy, then I would probably say yes. But your skill level is so much above everybody else's. I've never liked those. First of all, it's hard to find somebody to rebuild them. Second of all, the guys that say they can rebuild them can't rebuild them. So then you're stuck with the crate one at the at the dealership. And so to answer your question, you got three no's, Mike. I'm sorry if we if we made you mad. No, that's fine. That, that's what I'm reading across everything that I read too. And they say there's no gears in there, and I'm, you just as an old car person, you kind of how does this work? And they had trouble with them in in the beginning, and the engineers say they're the greatest thing since microwave popcorn. Okay, but everybody they, seems they don't to have hate any them. gears. <laughs> they don't have any gears, and they've got one small pulley and one big pulley, and it takes you all the way to the end in a in a visual way, right? And it does give you infinite uh, gear ratios, which is a definite benefit for fuel mileage and stuff like that. And and on paper, they're really good when you look at their benefits. The the problem is they don't sem- seem to do as well under higher loads. And then when you get, they don't seem to last as long either on, on average. Now, I'm not saying everyone, but it, depending on how it's driven, uh, one of the things I was going to say is if you can find a lower mileage one, I would be a little more apt to to give it a try but on just a yes or no on average i i wouldn't personally go for one and that's just my opinion that they don't tend to last as long and they are definitely more expensive when you do have to uh replace well not only that is you're not going to pull anything except a shopping cart behind that so you know it's not going to be anything like that and give us give us second choice and third choice i was looking at the rav4 and the uh, crvs but I like the road because it's just a little bit bigger. But I'm looking for I don't I don't want to go up to a really big SUV like you know a Kia or something like that or a big Hyundai. I like the, the little bit the smaller ones. But the Rogue is just a little bit bigger than the smaller one. Okay. And I don't know if there's. A- uh, I would probably go um, the CRV over the Rav Four personally, but um, I think you're. You, you Six of one, half a dozen yeah, of the other. I, that, I don't know. Bob, hairs. Yeah. what yeah. are you saying, Bob? Spreading hairs on it, in my opinion. Um, the CRV uh, is pretty good uh, overall. They seem to hold up pretty decent. The RAV4 is a popular one. Yeah. We see a lot of those. So I'm with right. you guys. Um, of those two, you could buy either one, and it wouldn't bother me, and, and I wouldn't bother me fixing on either one of them. So I think right. we're going to vote that that the B choice is the one we think you should go with. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Mike. 602-508-0960, Alan, when they come in and they say, have they have this car or truck, when do you hit them between the eyes with a huge estimate because you don't want to work on it? And I'm going to make it easy for you. And there's no way you're going to look good by working on it. 
They say that to me. There's no way we're going to look good. Well, he's saying I'm sorry, what happens when they bring in the uh, motorhomes? <laughs> the motorhomes. <laughs> they, they bring in the uh, Range Rover. Oh, yeah. well, I, we, we don't work on it. We don't have any information on it, and we, we cut them off right at the front. We this is why I tell people with a motorhome, take your house, pick it up, and shake it for 50,000 miles. <laughs> and that's exactly what you're going to have with a motorhome. Water leaks and wind leaks and air conditioning problems and heater problems and just shake your house for a little while and figure out that's exactly how motorhomes are but they have good better suspensions and they have better engine and transmissions and especially if they're using the allison 1000 2000 3000 4000 those are really good transmissions and so it seems like that they're improving motorhomes but there's a lot of cars if they come in and say they've had it at six different shops and nobody can fix it I'm not interested. I'm not interested in hopping on my white horse and slaying somebody's dragon. Because they've already spent a bunch of money. So they're going to expect me to probably feel sorry for them and participate financially in the repair. And it's difficult for me to do that. Yeah, we had a BMW come in uh, that had been to the dealership and a few other places uh, complaining about, uh, or they had told him that it needed a heater core. Well, go to the um, symptoms first. Well, the symptoms were he had uh, uh, mist coming out of the evaporator so or the, uh, the ductwork. And then mist is half water, half, half air. air. It's kind of foamy stuff. It's like a, a, a window sprayer. A sprayer, yeah. So you turn on the air, and you're feeling a little bit of this moisture come out. So he brought it in with the idea that that's what he wanted was a heater core. Uh, we did some preliminary checking, and, and the usual symptoms is you're going to have an oily feel if it's antifreeze mm -hmm. uh, on the ductwork, on the floor. We couldn't find any of that. Um, so we looked a little farther, and we found that the drain tubes that uh, gets rid of the, evap or the uh, condensation, condensation off of the uh, heater core were plugged up. What he was getting was condensation blowing back in into the vents. And stirred up by the fan. By the fan And stirred up. up. Okay. Right. Now, this estimate that was given by somebody else, I'm, op I'm keeping that mm -hmm. door shut, with how much money? It's about $1,600 for okay. a core. And what, what did Ellen rip them off for, for cleaning out the <laughs> vents? I think she took them for a whole $100, okay. $110. Okay. Mm -hmm. like All right. So he was pretty happy. Now, see, Jeremy, I was thinking, I had heard that before, and I was thinking... You, he put it up on the lift and cleaned the vents, or you did. I'm thinking, do you have one of those still gasoline-powered blowers? <laughs> I'm thinking duct tape all over the, the ducts and just stick blow a, those open. Blow huh? them yeah. open. Blow all that poop out the vents. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm a cowboy. That's the way we used to do things. Well, actually, uh, Jim was working on that, and I know when he did find the blockage he got drenched with about half a gallon of water oh it's like a toilet it's it, that water in there's like a toilet yeah. and so all right we got a caller who's that that would be kevin kevin good morning to you what can we do for you uh good morning mark um i've, I've got a, a question for you about my i have a 99 um f-350 super duty the 7.3 and um all about a month ago my air conditioner just started it, it, run, it gets cold and it runs and then it just, uh, every once in a while, it just starts getting warm. Um, I found several things. If I rev it up, I haven't done any testing on it, but if I, like, I can rev it up my RPMs and it gets cold again, or if I turn it off a little bit and just turn it right on again almost, it gets cold again. Okay. And uh, I didn't know how to pursue this. Um, I'd, sh I'd bypass the low-pressure switch first and see if that made a difference, and then I'd bypass the high-pressure switch and see if that made a difference. Jeremy, it's on your plate. Well... 
if it's if it changes when you rev it up, you've got a couple things that it could be doing. If it's low on Freon, um, and there's an easy way to check on this particular model when they have an accumulator. They have there's like a can out there. I don't know if you've seen this aluminum looking can that's near the firewall on the passenger yeah. side. Yep. Yes, so when it starts getting warm, if you put your hand on that and feel if that's getting warm too, um, usually you have an, a, a lower Freon. Now, it also could be the compressor's not pumping at idle. There's some other things that it could be, but if you don't have gauges and some of the testing equipment, um, or if, like uh, um, Mark was saying, if, if the compressor's shutting off and by you know jumping that low-pressure switch is going to keep the compressor on, because if the compressor can't pump, it's not going to be able to, you know, keep that line cold. It's just diagnostic. If you if you if you do the low pressure switch, then it's typically a freon level or something like that in an orifice tube. If the high pressure switch kicks out, then typically it's airflow across the condenser. Right, and the fan. Can, if you don't have good airflow across the, you know, the condenser, it's not going to be dropping that temperature, and that will also give you some some warm air. So there are yeah. there are a lot of possibilities on that okay. one. You know, warm air from an AC has multiple things it can do, but you have the electrical end. Uh, the compressor could be shutting off, and then you got to figure out why, because that can be because of high pressures from the fan not pulling enough, or even sometimes the low pressure switch will go bad and it'll kick it off when it's not supposed to. Alan, how much is that diagnostic? Well, actually, you're the I would counter. start with when they start telling me that is either going to be an electrical check for a half hour's worth of time, you'd okay, say, dollars, or an hour, dollars, hundred eight dollars. Okay. okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And and that's really it. Now, let me ask you guys: Do you have the ability to pull the freon, weigh it, clean it, and put it back in? Yes, we do. And how much does that cost, Alan? Gosh, you do. What are you looking at? About 110. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he says a figure. I just give him an estimate on checking it out, and I don't look all that up. <laughs> in, in our place, it's 125. And so okay. that what what we're talking about, Kevin, is this. First of all, your 7.3 is worth today as much as it was when you bought it. So if you right. put that up for sale, you'd have people banging you on your door. On your air yeah, conditioning. Yeah, I won't do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, on your air conditioning. That. It's my second one, and I'm keeping this one. <laughs> okay. We pull all your Freon out. Let's say it holds 20 ounces. We pull all your Freon out. We clean it to remove the moisture in any kind of solids, and then we measure it. And maybe it's 15 ounces, so we know you're 5 ounces low. So we're going to give you back your 20 or your 15, and we're going to add 5 more to it, and it'll blow ice cubes at you almost all the time, especially if nobody's done any work to the AC, and the last time you had it serviced was when Fred Flintstone lived on your street. That's about it. Okay, so I'm going to say, I'm going to open it up because we're going to be in the middle like you, 100 to $150, and I'd say you got about a 75% chance that that's going to take care of your problem, I'm guessing. Okay? Okay, excellent. All right, Thank good you luck much. to you. That's been a piece of good of, of equipment, right? Oh, yeah. And, and we call it an electronic dipstick because we've never had a dipstick for the Freon. Yeah. And, every, and, and all those pressures, air across the condenser, ambient temperature, whether you got your zipper up or down, whether you're quacking like a duck, you've got all these variables in the old days. Have you gotten into the new uh, Freon? The oh. One, two, three, four. Yeah, how much How oh. much does that cost a tank, well, Alan? <laughs> a bunch, Bob, a bunch. Yeah. You're looking in the 450 range. Right. So what we used to pay for our, oh. our, well, our, our 134 or our 12, this is oh. 5, 10, 20... Uh, percent higher. Oh yeah, I remember when R12 was sixty nine cents a can. Yeah, oh, yeah. I bought a train load back in the nineteen seventy nine with a bunch of other guys, and I think we still have a couple of bottles. But folks, the this new one two three four oh. is is expensive, 
And where we're making money is the used car lots because they don't have the – that machine's very expensive. Yeah. And so some of them will bring it to us and have us do the analysis and the, and the fill-up on it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll take more calls, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open, and we'll be back. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434. Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I didn't find that working behind a desk, so for me it was a pretty easy decision to make. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Arizona Army National Guard. Aired by the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. Have you bought or sold a house recently? Well, you probably noticed a lot of changes in the real estate market over the last few years. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. From new industry regulations to down payment assistance programs, price increases and decreases, the real estate market is always fluid, and we are here each week to keep you truthfully informed and on top of your real estate game. So tune in each week to Arizona Real Estate Matters to hear what moves and shakes the Arizona real estate market today. That's every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 the Patriot. Introducing the YMCA. The mechanic raised up from under my hood and he shook his head. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, the lines are wide open 602 960 During the break, we do the show before the show, but Jeremy had said that a gentleman had brought a vehicle in and the air conditioning wasn't working, and they found it overcharged by four and a half tons of refrigerant. And so, Jeremy, it didn't take long to figure that out. Well, yeah. Hold on. Go. Okay. So when when there's too much Freon in a system, it's almost just as bad or worse than when it's going empty because what happens is all your pressures go really high, and it won't cool. It doesn't have that same exchange where it can uh, cool off the, the vehicle. On top of that, though, it puts an extremely heavy load on the sir, and all the components in the AC. So not only do you not get the cooling, but you also really you know, tax your system as, as much as possible. But it's kind of nice to know that in advance. It definitely is nice to know that in advance rather than uh, looking at it. So if you, if you ever have anything done and then, um, you know, a lot of people don't want to tell you when they've added to it. But that can that can really save you a lot of headache because there's other things that can kind of have the same symptoms of high pressures other than a lot of Freon. If you get air in the system from contaminated bottles and stuff, they can also give you that same 
you know, symptom as far as when you put gauges on it and they don't have the, the, the correct pressure. So there's, there's always different things. But, yeah, when you pull it out, like you were saying before, and you say, okay, this has way too much Freon, then you got to start asking some questions about, you know, well, what was the purpose for this or, you know, why does it have too much Freon? Because um, that could be somebody that just randomly put, put Freon in. And I'll tell you, with the new cars, they're, they're using less and less amounts of Freon. So it, it's really a, a very critical factor to put exactly the amount that that system is designed to take. And if you, if you put a little bit more, a little bit less, and I mean, up to 10, 15% can cause problems, you know, with, with how well that system works. Well, and, and, and you bring up a good point. The 99 Ford F-350 is not going to really care one way or another five ounces. Right. But the newer ones, they're going to care. And, and the difference is a substantial amount of refrigerant. But the real lesson here is is tell your shop. Let your shop know what's been going on. Just blame it on your wife. My <laughs> wife took it to her to her son, and he put a bunch of refrigerant. Just whatever story. Just blame it on somebody else. If you're not man enough to raise your hand and say, I overfilled it by four tons. So, <laughs> And I do that all the time with my wife. Anytime I forget anything, it's, you know, Carrie did not remind me. <laughs> oh, is that right? Okay. Well, I'm going to give you some really good advice. When you're in trouble, you raise your hand and you say, I'm sorry. I won't do that again. <laughs> and that's the end of it. Okay? So you just obviously haven't been as married where, married as long as Bob and I have. He'll learn. He'll yeah, learn. he'll learn. All righty. Blackwell Automotives at 40th Street and, uh, and Greenway. Um, I don't really like Tom. He, uh, he doesn't know how to fix cars. Um, him and I have, have kind of been friends for the last hundred years. But what he does well is is he has good staff. <laughs> and, he, and, of course, I'm kidding. He's a very good friend of mine, as are the rest of these guys that have shops. But if you're in 40th Street and, and, and Greenway, l- let me tell you that I have nobody else up in that northeast Scottsdale area. I don't have anybody else to send you to. And here's why. I have a tough time finding somebody up there that hasn't been in business six months or doesn't have, you know, 400 reviews and they only have one or two stars. So Blackwell's not that way. 40th Street and Greenway, you live up in that area. It's a great place to go. Gil, who have we got next? Hey, good morning to Tom. Tom, good morning to you. How can we help you? Uh, Yes, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, This is Tom asking about the transmission. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, yes, I bought a, uh, it was about three years ago, I bought a used car from my aunt, and it was a Buick Park Avenue, and it's a 2001, and it had very, very low miles on it, so I was, I didn't want to get a car that big, but she, she really gave me a deal on it. But my question is, uh, it has about 65 or 68,000 on it right now. And the time that I've had it, uh, when when is when is the best time, or how can I check to where I need to change the transmission fluid? Bob, I recommend somewhere around sixty thousand miles on that. Uh, but condition of the fluid, uh, we'll take a look at it, see what the coloring is. Uh, but uh, I would say, just for your own protection, not knowing what the history was on it, I would certainly do it now. Are you going to do filter and fluid, or are you going to flush and do filter, too? Uh, depending on the condition, uh, okay. at 60,000 miles, uh, it's a good idea to drop the pan, take a look at see what's going on in there, Yeah. just for your own protection for the first go-around. We kind of recommend doing it every other time, flushing okay. it one, do the pan the next time. 
And, and there's there's a slight difference, but when we flush it, we're getting all the fluid, but we're not doing the filter. Right. And then the next time, we're going to do three or four quarts and do the filter. filter right. But what happens sure. when the transmission sure. guy comes out and hands you the oil pan, and there's these little bitty bumps of black powder one or two places on the oil pan, and a smathering of metal. So what does that mean? It's called, it's got 60,000 miles on it. Exactly. But they do that. Yeah. There are shops out there that walk out and show you the oil pan, and they go, oh, boy, you're in trouble. In reality, it's just normal. Yeah. It's just normal clutch material. It's a normal shedding of metal. It's just normal. So in your particular case, I mean, realistically, he's got an 18-year-old car, yeah. 68,000 miles. It's not like somebody's driven the wheels off of it. Yeah, but, I want to get that fluid out of there. The fluid is what does the lubricating of the seals and so on. I'd say just for your own protection, I'd, I'd get it serviced. And okay. That way you know you've got a few miles ahead of you. Ellen, how much? I is about two hundred and forty-seven dollars. Yeah, we use that, synthetic depending. fluid yeah. on that. So okay, yeah. and synthetic fluid is backwards compatible. So you can use synthetic as you go backwards because it's a premium oil. So yeah, one hundred and fifty to two hundred and twenty-five dollars, depending on the whole thing. But that's what you're going to pay for a transmission service, and that's not a flush. That's just pull the pan. Okay. Just pull the pan. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate okay, Tom. It. You bet. You bet. And speaking of transmissions, Automatic Transmission Exchange is a shop that we've had in our facility or in our group of best shops for a very long time. Phil's been around since 1968 at the same location at 40th Street in Washington. So if you go up and down Washington, you look on the north side of the road, you'll see somebody. Him and Fred Flintstone were friends. And he learned about transmission repairs and replacements back then when the tires on the cars were just wood and sometimes stone. But when you talk to Phil, it won't take long for you to figure out that from the very first transmissions to the new electronics, he knows. And here's why he knows. is because in the old transmissions, we shift your transmission with a little bit of pressure and speed and some centrifugal weights. But today, we shift it by opening and closing solenoids. And so the computer controls that opening and closing of the solenoids to give you one, two, three, overdrive, and lockup. All that stuff is pretty easy to look at, but it's kind of hard to diagnose. So if you have a, a transmission question, the only place in, in Phoenix that does from overhauls down is Automatic Transmission Exchange. Again, 40th Street in Washington, and he's a good guy. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. If you'd like to join us, you certainly can. And when we come back, we're going to continue to take your calls. So if you give us a call, 602-508-0960. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
We don't just have problems outside of America. We have problems here as well. The war for America's soul. Is whether America is a nation of laws or a nation of outlaws. Whether we are a sovereign nation or whether we are a sanctuary nation. Radical socialism, illegal immigration, racial divides, and patriotism under siege. And threats to our Constitution arise daily. The problem for the Democratic Party is as racism recedes as an issue, they got to come up with more places to find it. The economics of racism are pretty simple. Uh, when the demand for racism exceeds the supply, they've got to find new places to, to drill. Join us September 26th at the Scottsdale Center for the Performing Arts. Fox regular and author Michelle Malkin hits the stage to talk about her new book, Open Borders. Joining her for an all-star panel are Larry Elder, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, and Mike Gallagher. Go to 960thepatriot.com now for tickets. Only at 960thepatriot.com. Sponsored by our friends at Guns Etc. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was gone. So you're just giving up. Giving up on what? The life of luxury. Egyptian cotton, caviar Thursdays, designer everything. What are you talking about? Our plan. What happened to winning the lottery and mastering the art of the perfect mimosa? Hosting galas, wearing enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacationing in the French Riviera, and then buying it. I just thought maybe it was time to prepare for my future. You know, set some financial goals, make some smart investments, open a 401k. Financial goals? Investments? A 401k? You are horrifying right now. Listen, if winning the lottery were easy, everyone would do it. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, what if phenomenal careers start at the middle school science fair instead of at the job fair? If being the captain of the robotics team means just as much on a college application as being captain of the football team. And if knowing the quadratic formula is every bit as important as knowing the right people. Well, the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, the future is STEM. More opportunities, better pay. And the road to these great jobs starts as early as middle school. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. Because the job you'll get in the future may very well depend on what you do today. A public service message from America's Navy. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels and results of the dream of Henry. Welcome back, everybody. 602-508-0960. And we're going to take some callers. If you'd like to join us, you can. It's always busy at the end of the show, but we got three lines open. And, Greg, you're first. Hi, I've got a uh, 2017 Ford F-150, 3.5. Wait, wait a minute. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry you bought a Ford, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Yeah. Anyways, I've got this uh, Ford F-150 uh, 3.5 EcoBoost, and at 22,000 miles, I started getting a cold start clanking, and it turns out that it's the, it was the timing chain. And uh, I took it in, and it took them a couple of weeks uh, in order to to, uh, to fix it. And uh, my question to the service writers were, hey, uh, 
20,000 miles, we're replacing this timing chain. Uh, in another, you know, 20,000 miles, am I going to be facing this again? And they're like, well, no, they, they probably re-engineered the parts. And the thing is, is that I go online and I look at, <clears throat> I look at this particular complaint and uh, it's been going on since 2011. So, okay. I, it okay. Do- All right. We, we understand. And, and I have a question or I have an answer for you. Talking to the service rider about something in the future, you might as well stick your head in a bucket full of water because they don't know anything about the mechanics and everything they say is not, is not going to be true. Mostly that's the case in that kind of an environment. So asking them if this is going to fail in the future is like asking me if it's going to fail in the future. They don't have a clue and neither do I. You want to comment on this EcoBoost? And, uh, well... I, I will say that EcoBoost we have seen some problems with, and it is it is a newer engine, so it's it's kind of going through these uh, growing pains of they're having uh, actuate the the timing chains and the actuators on those, and that's that's the the twin turbo Ford that you know is is really powerful, fast, and, fast, uh, fast. So it's got it's got all the bells and whistles. It's got the direct injection. It's got the uh, you know advanced cam timing. It's got the turbo boost, and you just have a lot of elements that are working, and I think they're just finding that there are some weak spots, and certain things, as they engineer them, they don't they don't foresee the longevity, and, uh, you know, Ford likes to use the term more robust whenever they re-engineer something, that, they, that it's been improved to make it more robust, but I think it's going through a lot of problems just recently. Uh, you're seeing a lot more of those EcoBoost engines coming in with just... Well, uh, general yeah. problems well, yeah well they've, they've been having problems with this for since 2011 and maybe they've changed the engine but my part numbers haven't changed which concerns me that in 20,000 miles i might i might be looking at this again well how do you anyway, know that your part number hasn't changed what are you looking uh, at at the part number the the well the part numbers on the um, uh, the parts numbers that they gave me that were bad uh, were the same parts numbers that were listed on the replacement parts. Were they exactly the, the same part numbers? Every single digit was Spe- exactly? Especially the last every one. Single, <laughs> every single digit was the same. Okay, well, then you got the same part. The, the, the fact of the matter is, is recalls come out every day of our lives. Tec- technical service bulletins come out every day of our lives. We don't have a clue as to what's going to happen tomorrow, next month, next year. Your EcoBoost, all in all, I give it a B grade. I think it's a good, I think it's fast. I don't know if I'd be towing anything with it because the EGT exhaust gas temperatures are going to go through the roof. But I still think it's a good vehicle. But no one can answer your question. Um, And you can go on the Internet, and I want to tell you something. Why don't you go on the Internet and ask somebody to diagnose cancer in your head? They, they don't. There's guys out there that looked at the code and said, "Oh, I've got an EcoBoost problem, so it's a big POS." That's not the truth. They have a plugged exhaust system. So to go on the internet and talk to somebody about your problem and then draw a conclusion from that is is like uh, let's do a popular yeah. vote. Yeah. Well, that's that. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but that's not what I what I'm saying. I went online and I've looked at the complaints over their EcoBoost timing chains going out since 2011. But thank you for your time. Okay. All right. Good luck. When did they come out with the EcoBoost? That's eight years ago? Um, I'm not exactly sure what, what year they came out with it. I, th- I thought it was 2010 area, somewhere right around there. Yeah. I, I don't really know, and I'm, and I'm not going to look it up, but the new Dodge, the new little Dodge diesel, 
Have you have you I had any had of those? Any any problems with those yet? Um, yet, yet. <laughs> we've got new. we've got big trucking companies that have forty of those. Okay, uh, they're out of warranty, and the EGR overheats, melts through the back of the intake manifold, and you replace everything north of the wow. cam. And we've seen four or five of those already in a row. And like I said, these guys are putting twenty, thirty, forty thousand miles a year on them. So that'll take them another two or three years to figure out that we need to handle the EGR not mounted in a plastic intake. So we're seeing a lot of that. Then we're seeing symptoms where they're going in and say, you have a DEF contamination, but they're really replacing the manifold in the EGR valve, which is the fix, but it's under warranty, but we're going to sell you a DEF. Right. So you have gas contamination, water contamination, and DEF contamination. And a lot of those, they're getting rid of the EGR. Yeah. They're taking it out, and then they're actually having that uh, exhaust fluid take the knocks down after it's already built up. So it's they're, they're coming up with different strategies for all these uh emission items but they're they're all a headache uh, any way you look at it and and the reason i was harping on the on the uh, uh part number is is there's a variety of ways we just looked up a drive shaft for dodge and even though we had a change in the design of it the part number didn't change but you're right there's usually letters in there that tell you that it's an upgrade right with ford especially if you look at that last AA or AB, yep. and then they'll come with AC, and then you get down to AG. You say, hey, they, they just keep redesigning these things, and uh, it's pretty much the basic uh, same part number, but they do have little, you don't even usually know what the, the difference is. But And they're going to look it up in the last couple of digits, and you're right. It, what bugs me about the Fords is it'll go AB, and then it'll go AZ, <laughs> and all of a sudden we've mixed all of those. Right. Or you go on and you look, and, it, and they haven't AC is the number, but then they have an AD, but they're quoting you an AC. So they're they're giving you the the part behind the newest part. Right. And I guess they're selling inventory, or maybe they don't know, and I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. 602-508-0960. Chris, you're up next. We'll be back in about three minutes. It is a horrible scenario, but it happens. Dennis writes about his wife. She was diagnosed with leukemia. In fact, she's a two-time survivor, and in the midst of all that, they ran up over a million dollars in medical bills. Thankfully, they're MediShare members. And Dennis says they are so thankful for that, how others came together to meet their needs. And that's how so many MediShare members feel. This is not health insurance. It's different. You don't have to pay for things you don't believe in. And like Dennis found out, it just works. So if you join MediShare, not only do you save a lot of money, the typical family saves about 500 bucks a month, but you know where your money's going each month. You're helping people, and if the time should come, they'll be helping and even praying for you. So yes, it's different, and as more than 400,000 people now know, when it comes to healthcare costs, different is beautiful. Find out more. Call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. Every child deserves to have access to books because children who grow up with books invariably do better in life than children who do not. How do I choose a book? Is it the cover? Uh, yeah, some, I guess, you know, it's sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual, so it's a combination of those two. The first book I remember was Captain's Courageous. When I finished that book, I had become so involved with these characters. So here's the thing. If a book's really, really impressing me and the writing is really, really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. 
Because the end, the endings of books, if it's really, really well done, that ending, that last thought should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress and the Ad Council. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. <laughs> I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking about DEF contaminations, and that's certainly something on the radar of just about all of us. Chris, thank you for holding. What can we do for you? Hi, how you doing? Almost uh, afternoon. Well, I thank have you. a two thousand. I have a two thousand four Toyota Corolla. It brought up a check engine light with a P zero five six about two months ago, which is basically a gas cap. I've okay. played the gas cap game before. Went to Toyota dealership, put on a new gas cap. Now we are, the, the uh, engine light came back on. I took the ODB thing and turned it off, and it's been off for a 1,000 miles. We're trying to reset it. We need to do emissions, but when I put it back on, the emissions vapor uh, is incomplete, and we've gone a 1,000 miles, and we need to get emissions by the end of the month. Any suggestions? Well, the way you're doing it isn't the way that I do it or Jeremy does it or Bob does it. Um, first of all, a gas cap is a really good thing to guess, but it, it doesn't happen very often. There's a bunch of plumbing underneath your car and underneath your hood, and we're sucking fumes off the gas tank. We're running them up front. We're running them through a variety of things, and then we're burning them again. If any part of those lines come apart, you have a problem. The top of the tank has a vent line on it. If you overfill your gas, you flood that. And then all of a sudden, you're going to get a purge valve or you're going to get an emissions code or you're going to get something the computer doesn't like. So the process to diagnose it is to take it into the shop. We're going to use a smoke machine, and we're going to test all the different circuits. Ellen, how what, much? What year is this? Show? What, 04. It's 04. He's eligible 04, for the ADQ program. Well, okay. Go. The, uh, yeah, I've checked, I've checked the lines. And okay. that is my next uh, thing is the smoke test because okay. I so, cannot find where the vapor is coming out. All right. The EVAP system monitor, the EVAP system monitor is the toughest monitor to run anyway. 
Um, Wait a minute. The monitor is monitors the performance of the circuit. After so many startups and cool downs and 10, 20, 30 mile an hour trips, the monitor resets. When you reset the monitor, you pass emissions. When you said that you kept failing, we all know that you haven't reset the monitor because the problem still exists. Right. That's what I was getting to is when you have an issue, on top of that being hard to run anyway, it doesn't want to run that monitor. So once it finally runs it, it will reset a code. Sometimes it will set the code before it completes the monitor. But, yeah, if you, what you have to do is find out what, what the main issue is. And, and a, a pressure test and a vacuum test will tell you if you have a bad cap too so i mean that the cap can that code and i believe it's a 456 is uh, a pressure code where you can have multiple things cause that and i know a lot of uh, caps get put on that really uh, are leaks especially with toyota they have a lot of systems that can just give you very little small leaks that uh, are, are difficult to find but they will Stop that for a uh, Are you putting? Are you going to the dealer for a Toyota cap, knowing full well that Stance makes just about every cap out there? Yeah, I you? played that game with Kia once, and I okay, did go but, to yeah. a certified I, I, Toyota dealership. Okay, yeah, we, uh, Jeremy, we we and I put, put that on, on, and then the okay. code came back, and like I said, I reset the check engine light, and we've driven it uh, for a thousand miles, and I was okay. hoping the check engine light would come back on. But when I test it, like I said, uh, it says that it's incomplete. Oh, okay. And we talked about that. We talked about that. Here's the, here's the drive cycle that you have to run, okay? And you're just not running it or the problem exists. It says start your car up and let it idle for three minutes. Drive around the block with right-hand turns at 27 miles an hour. Wave a dead chicken over your head until it clucks. Stop at Jack in the Box and get a burrito. And this is what it wants us to do. You take two guys. And one guy drives and the other guy tells him, have you ever thought about how difficult it is in Phoenix to maintain 41 miles an hour for eight minutes? And this is the monitor protocol. Of course, I'm making fun of it, but this is the protocol. So you have no idea. Simply mild, just driving miles, a thousand miles, doesn't guarantee you're going to reset the monitor. Plus, the monitor wants some heat cycles. We want to see cold and then hot, cold and then hot. And it can't get too the temperature can't start too hot either, or else the monitor won't run. So those are the kinds of issues you've got. Somebody has to diagnose it, or you can continue to guess. And let me tell you, if you want to guess, then I'd do the canister, the canister purge. I'd replace the O-ring or the uh, rubber grommet on the top of the tank, all that kind of stuff. But you haven't been successful in whatever you've done. You can continue to guess, or you can uh, hire somebody. Ellen, how much? We 108. We do the diagnostic, and we can run the monitors for. Them. We do it because it's easier for us. And a lot of times, about what fifty-five dollars to run the monitors for them. So 108. Check it out. Find out what it is. Fifty-five to run the monitors. And be done. You know, a lot of times we'll take them through a mission. If it passes, okay, we'll. We'll take it down ourselves just to make sure, just to give them rest assured it's fixed. Okay. And and so it's a lot of times you'll agree that it's it costs $108 to find it and $0.50 cents to fix it. Not every time, but a lot of times. But you got to pay for the tech and our equipment and knowledge. No, and that's right. Jeremy, how many times have you taken a broken plastic line and put a piece of windshield wiper hose between the two of them? Uh, Quite a few times. Uh, <laughs> you didn't know whether to tell the truth on that or not. You didn't know. I was also going to say, you know, I've had multiple times where people have said they've replaced the gas cap, and the gas caps have so many variations right now that a lot of times you'll say it's a brand new cap, but it doesn't quite go on 
you know, the way the old one did, and it won't make the seal. And I had one where the guys had a brand new cap. Even sometimes you'll get it from the dealer, and uh, it's just simply the wrong cap. They can have flex fuel styles and different things that'll make that cap just a little bit different. And until you uh, run the test, you'll see, hey, that brand new cap has a leak, and it's either the wrong cap or it's not fitting right. When Alan talks about running the monitors, what do you do to run the monitors on the dyno? Well, yeah, we have a dyno, and, um, you know, most of the time that's the quickest way for us to run the monitors because, uh, like Mark was saying, it's it's really difficult to, to have a steady 40 mile an hour for 10 minutes uh, without any hard accelerations to have a gradual decrease um, in speed, and, and all those things come into play as, as well as, you know, the... The EVAP monitor a lot of times will have an eight-hour soak where the coolant temp and the intake air temp have to be the same when it starts. And if it's not, it won't count initialize. That. It won't yeah. count that. So you can just keep driving it and driving it. And, um, you know, there are certain car lines where if it doesn't get below... Uh, 90 degrees, it will never even start it anyway. It won't count that. Right. It so. won't count that. So we're looking at the air in the motor in first thing in the morning. We're looking at the ambient temperature. They better match. And if they don't match, that's the heat cycle I was talking about. Get right. them hot, cool them off. Get them hot. What's the chance of somebody in their car driving a, a monitor? Well, just normal driving, uh, eventually it will, but it's not going to be any time quickly. It's not going to be, it's going to be days before it runs. If not 10 days. Right. Uh, And it depends on, is it used daily or is it not used daily? How they drive it, too. You know, the person that's just getting in, driving at a short distance is is not going to run it. It's freeway, it's stop and go, it's everything but heat. Unfortunately, we live in this uh, valley of the sun. Uh, sun being very hot, so we have not had cool temperatures on the vehicle. Yeah. Well, the monitor is a tough thing unless you've got a dynamometer. Sometimes we'll send two techs out to see if they can run some portion of the uh, process, but that gets kind of expensive because you got two guys out there at right. $130, $120, $110 an hour, and all they're going to do is have fun with one another. Uh, it says here... Jeremy, let's go 110 miles an hour for six and a half miles. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I did it all. I did it all. So anyway, it all. where where is the where is the young lady located that um, suggested the 108 dollar test? Oh, she's in uh, Tennessee. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing you. I'm just okay, teasing well, you. That, we should yeah. probably get enough mileage on that. Yeah. All right. All righty, 38th Avenue and Indian School. Larry Harker's Auto, 38th okay. Avenue and Indian School. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a coupon for $5 off, okay? That sounds wonderful. All righty. Good luck to you, Tris. All right, remember Chris. Okay, and, Chris, and if you get the $5, $5. I'm going to give it to you right now. <laughs> Chris is coming nah, in. Oh, no no, 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 no. I can't give away money without doing it, okay? Hey, you better come in now because I just made 5 bucks. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. That's a good, um, I, I, I said one time, um, take it to Blackwell, and here's the secret word, and he'll no charge the ticket. And so... I didn't call him. <laughs> and so the guy comes in and says, there's a secret word. And Tom goes, huh? And he starts making up all these words. And Tom goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he goes, well, Mark Salem said, and Tom raises his hand and says, say no more. He, he's been hitting the head so often you can look in one ear and then you see light on the other. So, And, you know, Jeremy, it's the truth. I, I've been bucked off horses and have some. And that's the excuse that I always use. You say, I'm sorry. I say, Traumatic brain injury. <laughs> too many times. All right, who's on the phone, uh, Gil? We have Daniel. Daniel, good morning. 
Good morning. Uh, I'm out in East Mesa, and after listening to you guys for a while, I know to ask if what they're going to do is going to fix the symptoms. Uh, I've been running into a number of mediocre shops that have plenty of excuses why what they did didn't fix the symptoms. So I'm just curious uh, where you're going to find reviews on shops, because I don't think you have something way out in, in East Mesa. No, you just go to Yelp. Just go to Yelp and put in the zip code, and it'll tell you about all the shops there. Let me explain about the, are you going to fix, are you going to, are you fixing with my money or yours? Or are you guessing with my money or yours? There's times we're going to say to you, it's not there. We can't fix what's not there when we're looking. It's an intermittent problem. Sometimes we'll give right. you an idea on what to do. Fill up the gas tank. Run the gas tank low. Is it cold? Is it hot? All that kind of stuff. But when they look you in the eye and they say, like Bob cited this today, that it's going to be $1,600 for an evaporator, then you say, are you guessing? Because if we're guessing, I want to know if we're guessing with my money or your money. That's how that works. So you're, you're separating the men from the boys and the girls from the women. Because you're going to say to Ellen, I don't want to pay for a guess. You're telling me that $199 is going to fix my car. I want my old parts back. I want them in the original box. And we're, it's a slam dunk. But sometimes we do guess. And sometimes sure. it's not uncommon for us to say, can we pull the fuel filter out and blow through it? Do you remember how Louis Armstrong blew in his trumpet? And you remember how big his cheeks used to get? That's exactly yeah. what a plug fuel filter looks like. Now, in, in Jeremy's um, situation, he'll typically walk up to the front counter and have Ellen blow on the fuel filter, <laughs> and then he'll smoke a cigarette around her as she's blowing. The, but really and truly, there's times we guess. But in reality, you look at the shop and you just say, if you're guessing, whose money are we guessing with? And that separates the boys from the man and stuff like that. As far as West or East Valley is concerned, I can recommend Thompson's on, Sta on Main Street, just east of Stapley. They're a good place, and they'll treat you right. But I don't know anybody else in that area. All and right? they'll do general work as well? Thompson? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And okay. best part about all of us is if it's not in our ballpark, we'll tell you. And most of yeah. us will refer you to somebody on a BMW. I got a shop down the street from me called Buyer, uh, BMW Buyer Motor Works. And when we got that seat assembly that's $1,200, he's got a kit that'll fix it. And so we're sending those kinds of seats to him. So, yeah, we all have that. Anyway, we're going uh, to fly now. Um, Jeremy, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having us. And, and you, you probably hold the ASE certifications that no one in Arizona has, and evidently you scored highest of everybody in the United States. So you should be really proud of yourself, and I think you should talk to Bob and Ellen about a raise. But aside from all of that, Ellen? Yes, we're very proud of him also. Mm -hmm. uh, he's our main guy, and uh, he doesn't even have an attitude, which we love. Yeah. He does, and I haven't seen anything this guy has not been able to figure out. Kelly, talk to me. Does he say, I'm sorry I messed up? Yes, actually he does. He's a, a good man, a humble man, and just a, a great person. So if you want an honest answer, he's the one you go to. 20 years. 20 you guys years. have been married. 20 years. Does he say he's sorry? Um, I'm not asking you. Uh, you know what? Hey, I, I, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Remember your microphone. Snow White. Her, her, her microphone just got turned off. <laughs> so we're not interested about you and Bob, okay? I asked I ask Kelly on that. Um, we know, Jeremy, that that's the magic words. I'm sorry I made a mistake. 
And then if they keep yapping, you say, wait a minute, (laughs) I've already apologized. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. But I'm not here to give you marital advice. (laughs) But at 20 years, you're okay. And Bob and Ellen, you guys, what, 60, 65? (laughs) I took you. No one can hear you talking because I took Bob. How many years? 49 years. Well, let me change it. How many happy years? (laughs) 49. Okay, 49. 49. All righty. MarketMarkSalem.com is my email address, MarketMarkSalem.com. Bob and Ellen and Jeremy can all be found at 38th Avenue and Indian School. That's Larry Harker's Automotive. They've been around a long time. And between the three of them, you're pretty much guaranteed to get a good price and get a good job. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.